Capturing the world. This episode was recorded via Zoom on May 5th, 2022. Hope you enjoy. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is David Carmichael II, and I am back with another episode of the Caption the World podcast. Um, it's been a minute, you know what I'm saying? I've been real busy, but I'm glad I can, um, you know, bring y'all a new, fresh episode. And I'm very excited, man, because this person I went to high school with, and um, I'm just very honored and grateful to, you know, to, to see people I went to school with still you know, doing their thing and uh, pursuing their career and their talents and what they want to do in life, man. So, um, his name is Chris Jeter. Um, he goes by the name of, the name of ID. And, um, yeah, man, he's going to be performing at this year's first annual Capture the World Festival. And I'm very excited to have him on board, man. And um, so, yeah, man, Chris, how you doing, man? Well, let me just call you by your stage name, ID. How you doing? Yeah, yeah. Either one is fine, bro. Uh, I'm, I'm well. Thank you, David, for having me on here, bro. I'm very excited to have this conversation and be connected with Capture the World. I know you, you've you done great work in the past, and so to see the festival come about is like, yo, let's get it. I'm, I'm ready to get on the stage. I'm ready to support. I'm ready to be in that space um, in the 7-5, bro. No doubt. No doubt, man. Yeah, man, I'm just, um, you know, when I came about it, I was just wanted to figure out a way to, um, you know, use my platform and trying to gain more exposure for myself as far as my brand, but as also want to give exposure to other people as well that's in my area. Because um, everybody knows like, this area is real talented, and sometimes we think that people sleep on us as far as the talent, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, just another way to, you know, get more eyes on us and... Yeah, man, that's to see where how far we can take all of our talent. So, like yeah. I said, very yeah. excited to have you up here, man. We can talk more about what yeah. you do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, so yeah, man, my first question is, you know, just tell me a little bit about your childhood and kind of what led you to want to pursue music. Oh man, so music has always been like something of importance in my life, yo, and. I would honestly say that, you know, my childhood coming up, I'm, I'm originally from Newport News, VA, I'm from downtown. Um, and so, like, being from down there, like, hip-hop has always been something that's very, like, prevalent, something that everybody likes, everybody uh, uh, wants to rap or, or does rap or does some sort of music or is connected to music in some sort of way through a family member, through a friend or something. And and hip hop was very heavy in there, um, heavy from there. So growing up, my childhood, I grew up with a with a very loving family. My with my grandmother and grandfather, my my mother, twin brother, my sister, and so um, we grew up with the influence of like my uncles. They really got me into the music game, right? And so uh, they they would you know give me music and CDs and Nas and Jay Z and. Um, even, you know, Lupe Fiasco and Mm -hmm. Kanye West and like all of my big influences musically, like they helped 
keep them in front of me, yo. Like we were, you know, we had double XL magazines and source magazines. Like I stayed in front of like music and hip hop culture growing up. And uh, one of the uh, bigger, like, now I wouldn't say bigger, but one of the most like parallel influences for like me growing up in music too, is I went to a school where we, we had a jazz band. And so I played the trumpet from middle school through high school. And I still pick up the instrument every now and then, but like learning about Charlie Parker, John Coltrane, um, Miles Davis, all of the heavy hitter jazz musicians too. It's like, yo, Mm -hmm. you look at hip hop on one hand, you look at jazz on the other hand, it's like, yo, this is the same thing, right? Right. It comes from the same black experience. And so um, my childhood, downtown Newport News, like I think about music as a big influence on where I've been and where I'm going. Um, and yeah, that was, that was my childhood life. I, th- I think I answered that the way that you wanted me to, not really the way you wanted me to, but just like music is always a thing. So I'm like, yo, did I say too much about my background or enough about my background? Or No, nah, no, nah, it's all good, bro. Like I definitely know what you mean about um, the jazz influence because, you know, hip hop is very jazz. Well, a lot of samples come from jazz when it comes to hip hop, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, when it comes to like, you know, we know that a lot of music that has come out for years has pretty much been invented by black people. If we're being honest, you know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah. And even as early as like Ella Fitzgerald, um, you know, you saying like this, keeping the new pro news. That's for me. That's one of the first maybe celebrities that I've heard of, you know, in school before we heard about, Timberland, Pharrell, Pusha T, and Missy, and all them other people that came after her. To me, in my opinion, I mean, it might be somebody else, but that was probably one of the first people I've heard that came from my area that was pretty, you know, a big deal back then. You know the music. No, no, she definitely is. I can't think of anybody else outside, like musically, um, from that era though. Like she was one of the one of the first though, Ella Fitzgerald for sure. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So, yeah, like. um and I think you know, when it comes to that, when it comes to influences, a lot of a lot of that stuff comes from your parents, like you said, and your parents' mm-hmm. parents. You know what I'm saying? Like that music is passed down from generations to generations, and most of the yeah. time, like it's always an influence somewhere, even if it's rap. You know, it's gonna be an influence from previous eras that's in the current music. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, I th- I think it's funny that like that you say that too because. Now I was having a conversation more recently about like how, you know, things that were new to us, like, are, are like being resampled and stuff like that. So you, you take, for example, like a lot of Usher is being like Usher's music yeah. is being remade. And it's like, yo, like, I want to sing, you know, uh, you remind me when, when, a, when that new song comes, I can't remember who sings it or the name of it, but it's like, right. Yo, like they they taking Usher now, like Usher sample sampleable right. now, like that makes you feel so a little old, I, don't it? <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm like, it, was it really that long ago? But yeah, like you said though, you know, music is always building off of like the prior generation, and, and I think it's dope that uh, the new generations and the younger younger folks are able to take what was before, innovate it, and bring it into the current, yo, so that is relatable on TikTok and it's relatable in the wheels and. All that stuff like that. So yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. No doubt, no doubt, man. So let's talk about, you know, um your identity, if I can play on that word. Um <laughs> so like uh you came up with the name ID. Um if I'm not mistaken, it stands for intelligent design. 
Yes, okay, sir. cool. So um, let's talk a little bit about that and how you came up with that name and what that name really means to you as far as yeah. you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so um, it's really interesting how I came up with the name. Well, I didn't necessarily come up with the name. I found the name, right? Mm-hmm. And I always said that I found my name ID. Um, it was through inspiration from um, one of the Roots has, has a song called Clock With No Hands. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, was it Tariq? What's what's his? I can't remember. Black Thought. I don't. I don't know why I couldn't remember his uh, stage name. Yeah. But uh, Black Thought on the song says the word intelligent design, and I remember that word sticking out to me like so much that I went and researched it. I was like, Yo, what is intelligent design? And um, intelligent design to me means God. Mm-hmm. And so um, when you think about when you, the, the essence of what intelligent design stands for is that there was this greater power that created the universe, right? And it's bigger than the Big Bang Theory. There was, there was, it was intelligently designed and crafted. Right. And so um, not saying that I am God, right? Um, I, I'm saying that like I approach my creative, um, I, I approach everything that I create with that sort of like, intentionality like with an intelligent design um i'm I'm aware of my surroundings and i allow them to influence um what work i am creating um and so that's that's what intelligent design means to me it's not necessarily like me i am god it's it's a mindset that i take on when i'm creating and i'm crafting the works that i produce um and so yeah that's that's what idea is and i i use the brackets because it's like I really want you to understand that, like, you know, within this bracket is is a space that we all need to tap into. You know what right. I'm saying? The intelligent design. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's that's where it comes from. Shout out to the Roots and and Black Thought for sparking that in me and that interest in that. And um, that's where ID came from. No doubt, man. Yeah, because I was about to ask you about the brackets after you. Before you answered it, I was about to be like, okay, well, what the brackets mean? Why you added the brackets to it? But that makes a lot of sense how you explained it. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty dope how you came up with that name, bro. Um, so, my next question is, I believe, you know, when you sent me your bio, you was talking about uh, Nina Simone. She influenced your work, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, yeah, so basically she influenced your work. So, actually, let's talk about that and, like, you know, what things that did she say that kind of sparked, you know, you to really like tap into her and then what other influences after her, you know, influence you as well. If you don't mind talking about that. So, um, I was working on my last project, um, identity return of the free. And, um, it was, it was around the time where I was just, you know, reflecting on the idea. I had written a lot of the project, but, um, the, my, my writing and creating process is like, I'll write a lot. In, in a certain time frame, and um, like, and most times it's maybe like one verse. So usually, if I'm writing a second verse, it doesn't come until like way later. But I usually write a lot of verses, and and with them being in one specific point in time in my life, like they always have like a through line. So I'm always looking for the through line, and the through line for all of the verses that I had written for the project, whether it was poems or raps or whatever, um, it had a string about me wanting to get outside of this box and like return to the space 
in which I created freely, in which I I wasn't afraid to share um, who I am creatively and musically and just as a person, period. Um, And so after understanding that through line, I'm like, yo, like, man, like it's fear, you know, that, that, uh, that is a, is a big, a big root here because I'm fearful of like letting people hear me rap and with a little bit of undertones of singing in it. Or I'm afraid to let people hear me hear about the content and the context in which this music has come about. And, and so hearing Nina Simone say like, somebody asked her like, what does freedom mean to you? And she said, no fear, like eradicating fear. Like, well, now I wouldn't say that fear could be eradicated. Like fear will never not be present. Like it is present. It's about being able and having the wherewithal to like move through it. And so when she says not having fear, that took the writings that I did um, and, it, and it conceptualized the, the through line that I had found. And it was like, yo, I have this theme for this project now and I understand where I need to go with it. And um, so Nina Simone's definition of freedom as no fear and a new way of seeing like a new way of seeing things, it, it was it was very impactful on, on me creating the project that I did um, because that's what, you know, I'm running to the well or I'm running, um, I got fam tree of me conceptualizing what it means to be loved and supported in the process of moving through fear and into freedom. Um, yeah, she, she was heavily influential on that. And so I was able to look at you know, what I was writing, I was able to look at the space that I was in as a person um, without the music and and see what needed to be improved. And it was really like, yo, no fear, move through the fear and and get to where you want to go, which is that freedom of sharing and expression. No, I definitely get it, bro. Um, you know, because when it comes to capture the world, like that was something started by my father. And he, mm-hmm. um, he has, this is an idea he had too, as far as the festival. So it's kind of like both of our, both of our ideas together. But, um, as far as like, you know, putting your ideas out there, that's kind of, um, thinking about the reaction that somebody might have, or they might not receive it, how you want to receive it. You know, sometimes if you just dwell on that, you know, you're going to hold on to a lot of ideas that people need to hear. And, you know, in my opinion, I feel like, you know, it might not be, your ideas might not be fine-tuned when you put them out there, but just put it out there, and then you can fix it later. That's the way I think. And Yo, if you're trying to wait until it's perfect to put it out, then he ain't going to never put it out. You know what I'm saying? Because it's always going to be something you can improve oh, on. You know what I mean? But, but literally, bro, and that's the process. It's like put it out there. Allow yourself to be a beginner or be wherever you are. Like honor where you are in that present moment, yo. And like, you know, over time, it's it becomes fine-tuned by you putting it out there, getting the feedback, or even critiquing it yourself and coming to an understanding of how you can do things better. And so that was that was my thing that I needed to do too. It was like, yo, get out of your head um, mm-hmm. and just put it out there for more people to hear it. Because I was in control of all of that. Like I've always created, right? I was in a rap group in high school and people thought that I wasn't doing music anymore after that. Like I always wrote, I was always recording at home, but I would only send my music to my friends, right? I would like send it to your email, send it to whoever's email, like, yo, listen to this, let me know what you think. Or listen to this, let me know what you think. 
And, or I wouldn't even say, let me know what you think. Like, yo, I just did this, listen to it. And, and I had to get out of that frame of mind because I had so much on my computer and so much in my books um, that, that needed to be shared. And I felt like should have been shared on a, on a, on a larger scale. And I knew that fear was a thing that was setting me back from being on, being out on social media, promoting myself or on streaming platforms with the project. I knew that it was fear that was stopping me. Mm-hmm. And so I made the, the conscious decision and the intention to move through that. No doubt. No doubt, man. Yeah, man. It's, it's a beautiful thing too. Once you kind of get out of that, that fear moment, you know what I'm saying? And once you put it out there and that's kind of like a sigh of relief, like, all right, I put it out there. All right, what's next? Let me keep going. Like, yeah. don't stop now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So Yeah, yeah, literally. It, yeah, and that's something literally. that we all go through, man. But once you get over that hump, then it's like, all right, well, let me keep going. Let me keep this momentum. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely feel you on that. Um, yeah. do, you, um, do you have any other influences in regards to – like as far as influencing your work per se, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like John Coltrane, I always say that, right? So, my work comes from a space of like I, I talked about ID in the space that I want to tap into, like when I write, right? Like this very intentional presence of crafting things in a way that you know is representative of who I am as a person and not of anything else. And so for me, that's a very spiritual process because, you know, I'm, I'm tapping into myself. Um, I'm learning about myself. And, and I feel like spirituality is really just the practice of like being understanding and, and knowing um, who you are as a person and connecting to self and connecting to everyone else outside of you, things, people, person, places. Um, that's what spirituality is, is, is the process of connection. Um, and so my my writing and my music becomes a very spiritual thing. And so I say all of that to say that John Coltrane really inspires me because he embodied that, you know, he came from a space of like, I'm going to allow my horn to do the talking for me. And I'm going to exalt God every single time that I play this instrument. And and that's that's the same type of space that I'm in too. Is like so I can I could get out and just rap about anything, but I want to rap about like my life and how I want to grow as a person because I know that God put us on the earth to you know be here and grow, like mm-hmm. grow and change and evolve um, into you know our highest selves and. That's that's what I want my music to be reflective of, and I feel like his trajectory, like his his discography, him, you know, being on drugs and getting off of drugs and writing, um, um, Love Supreme and the process that he wrote it. He went into his his uh, attic and wrote the whole project in a matter of like a couple of hours. Uh, I don't even think it was a couple hours. I think his wife said that it was over a couple of days, but just like the attention, like he tapped into that intelligent design, like, and crafted every single piece. Like he wrote the the bass lines. He wrote the keys. He wrote the drum patterns. He heard everything. Mm-hmm. And so when I think about how I want to approach my music, it's always John Coltrane. Um, and I don't even know if there's anybody else like that's more of an influence on like my musical journey and how I want to show up than him for real. And it, it links to that hip hop and jazz thing. 
Yeah, no doubt. And that's the person that um a lot of artists sample too, um, Cold Train. You know what I'm saying? So like definitely like you ain't the only one. It seemed like everybody's influenced by him in some way. Like, um, and you know, like, cause it's a it's a um on TikTok, it's the page that tells you like what where the samples come from. Like they'll pick like random songs and every day they'll make a post about like where is this song sampled from? It's always like something from that area era around you know um Coltrane's era you know what I'm saying and it's a lot of songs that you know once you deep, you know dig deep into it you find out that a lot of the samples come from him you know what I'm saying so um yeah that's like a very important person to hip hop overall you know what I'm saying so definitely agree with yeah, you yeah I, I think it's always him and like James Brown too yeah bro. yeah like, <laughs> James Brown's another influencer too because I, uh, I'm glad you said that because James Brown is like one of the most sampled hip hop sampled artists in hip hop too. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I just think about the way he approached his performances, man. Also, can I, can I name two more people? that? No, nah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. Bet, 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 bet. Cause I'm, I'm like, and when it comes to my mind, like two and two performers that I really love and appreciate how they approach their craft was James Brown right um doing it to death is like one of my favorite favorites right and, and it's really the same pattern over and over and over and over again mm-hmm. but he having fun he's like yo like who that on the horn you know what i'm saying introduce yourself play something who that on the bass whatever whatever do your yeah. thing who that on the <laughs> doing it to death you know what i'm saying like and, and the the intensity and the 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 um the joyfulness that he brought to like the stage every single time um, he left it all on stage. And I think that's how I always want to show up when I, when I come on stage, it's like, yo, leave every bit of me on there and allow me to resonate in the hearts and minds of the people that are in the space with me. And so it's a very sacred space when I try to like take up space and perform. But then another person who, who is of that same caliber, right. In my mind is Bob Marley too. Mm-hmm. Bob Marley, man, like listening to his lyrics and what he represented and even he went political. And I can even think of one more person like um, Fela Kuti. So these, these, these four gentlemen, like John Coltrane, James Brown, Fela Kuti, Bob Marley, like when it comes to embodying the work that they they created, that is the type of those are the types of types of individuals that I want to like you know take shape and take mold of because it was bigger than their music. It was more of a movement to heal and grow and um, teach people how to do something outside of just listen to my music, right? Like go out and advocate. You know, even James Brown just dance and groove and get funky. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, I it's not hip hop that hip hop does inspire me because I love Ye, I love Lupe, I love Jay, I love Nas. Like studied all that. I love the roots. Studied all of that. But when it comes to who I want to be as an artist, like man, it's is those guys and with with a model that's that uh that emulates currency right his his community approach mm-hmm. bro like people love him they're gonna show up to every show you know what i mean so fela cootie bob marley james brown john coltrane 
and, and with the with a foundation that's connected and similar to currency. <laughs> no doubt, man. Shout out to currency, bro. That's one of my favorite artists Max. too. Yeah. And that life like, to the next life. That's right. Yeah, yes, sir. Right? Like, <laughs> I, and when I be when I hear people like mention him and like people they listen to, I be like, okay, y'all, you really like, you really do listen to hip hop. Like when people mention him, that's that's the way I think. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, so my next question is, you know, you explain like you know who you want to be as an artist and. I've seen um, just, you know, based on what you post, like that's basically your life. Like you post about what's important to you and how you live your life and you explain that to your music. And I see that you really talk about, you really live what you talk about in your music. And I see that you are a um, a wellness coach and you are a school counselor, right? So are those two things like two separate places or is that like this both of the same things in one location? Like kind of yeah. explain that. So I am a school counselor um, at a school out here in the Richmond area. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's one thing. But um, the mindfulness work and the wellness work occurs outside of that. Um, I have a business um, called High Level Wellness. And um, what I do is I try to focus on providing mindfulness services and wellness services to um, organizations who, who hire me. So I've done things like go out to tennis and education um, centers and, you know, provide lessons on yoga and teaching them, the, teaching students the, and young tennis players the importance of, of yoga and breathing and um, mindfulness as young tennis players and how they can use it on the court. Um, I've also, you know, done workshops for um, adults and teaching them about mindfulness and leading and guiding meditations and yoga classes. Um, And that work is also like I'm right now, I'm trying to blend the two of working into like connecting my music into it. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I said, the music comes from that space of who I am as a person and I, I like to practice wellness. And so, um, it's, it's really taking the tenets of what I write about and allowing people to explore those same places that I had to explore to write the project. So that's, you know, bringing them into the roots, setting the intentions to move through whatever it is, you know, practicing those things. Um, and then, you know, continuing to practice them until they reach a level of, of freedom from whatever it is that they, they need to move through. Um, and so I'm right now I'm working on creating, I'm working musically as an artist, as a way to connect my work and all of my works. So the counseling, the mindfulness, the wellness and the music into one space. Um, and that's what that's what the workshops are. That's what the Return of the Free workshop is. is it's a space for people to connect to music, connect to others, connect to self, and, and really be about the, the growth and the work that it takes to grow and evolve and change and, and be, you know, their, the best version of themselves every single day. Bet, bet, man. Um, yeah, that's that's real dope what you're doing, bro. Um Thank you. And I haven't really seen, well, I ain't going to say, I'm not going to say people are not doing it. I just haven't seen it a lot in my eyes, you know what I'm saying? But um, that, that type of vibe you, you're creating and bringing to people. Um, and to add on to that, like my next question is, you know, how can, I know you speak about like how fear is one of the things that you got to overcome to 
be, you know, to, to reach freedom, right? Um, so like what other examples can, you know, real quick that you can provide that someone is trying to, you know, go towards freedom? What, what other things can they do to get themselves closer to that? Yeah, I, I think it really starts within and it starts as a practice of like mm-hmm. understanding what the roots of, of, of fear um, are, right? Like how did these fears become apparent and become such a, a big thing in my life? Right. And that shoot, that work <laughs> requires in most cases a therapist, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or a counselor. Yeah. Right. And so, um, I think, I think nobody is above going to counseling and therapy, right? Like, um, it's a space that's dedicated to you with a non-biased approach or, or somebody who's there to help you move through all of the things that's present in your life and in your past life. Um, so that you can really see what's important right now for you to move through to get to that higher level of like being oneself. And so when I say moving towards freedom, we all have our own individual definitions of freedom. And for me, it was like being able to share and create and and share my art without being, you know, hypercritical of myself and scared of critique and fear um, and feedback. So what people can do to move towards freedom is just really getting conscious and understanding um, themselves in a way that is like, yo, I know that this thing is within me that is hindering me from becoming who I ultimately want to be. And, and what are the roots? Like what's causing this to be such a block in my life? Um, and once you begin to look back at those stories and um, those those things that you held on to for so long that no longer serve you where you are in this moment of your life. I think we really free up. Like it's almost like Erica Badu and she like bag lady, mm-hmm. you gonna hurt your back. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that bag of fears, that bag of, you know, things that somebody told you from when you were seven years old that you held on to and you believed about yourself that no longer serves you because it's not allowing you to get to where you want to be ultimately. Um, it's really about letting that bag go. And I think, you know, a, a, a beginning process is, is going into therapy and it ain't nobody has to have a, a truly, you know, great traumatic experience to move into therapy. Like everybody can use, you know, that space, of sharing and talking about and talking through the difficult the difficult things that are happening in, in life and even the joyous things that are happening in life um, and, and allowing somebody to continue to keep the light shined on you and focused on you so that you can, you know what I mean, begin to work through those things and see what needs to be um, worked through, healed, um, grown past, all that stuff like that. Bet, bet, man. Um, another question came up in my head when you were talking about that too, mm-hmm. when you mentioned therapy and, you know, we both young black men, right. And we both mm-hmm. come from, we both was raised in Newport news. Right. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, we might've based everybody experience growing up in this area probably was a little, a little bit different, but you know, we probably seen some things that kind of like altered the way we are today. Right. So right. how can we like, I know, when people mention therapy, especially like in the black community, sometimes we say, well, we can't afford, a, you know, a therapist. Um, I know it's not an easy answer or an easy solution as far as how the black community can heal and get more therapy. 
I mean, in your opinion, you know, what are some things that you think we can probably do to kind of like help each other, even if we can't afford a therapist or like what things you think mm-hmm. we can put in place to kind of like Yo. get a better idea of, you know, healing and therapy? Yeah. Yo, yo, that's a great question. Um, I think an app came to mind mm-hmm. and a practice came to mind. Okay. So there's an app called Wobot, W-O-E-B-O-T. Mm-hmm. And the app is pretty dope because it's almost like a it's almost like a therapist. it's almost like this artificial bot is a is your therapist, right? And so it teaches you about cool stuff like um, you know, gratitude journaling and giving you exercises and practices to do. Um, it also checks in on you, like, how are you doing today? And um, things like that, right? It, it's like a reminder app that has, like, artificial intelligence built into it so that it can serve almost as, like, a real-life therapy session for people who say that they can't afford or can't afford therapy. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. And then, two, as, as, as a community and as people who, you know, would love to see everybody well um mindful listening bro and so mindful listening is is a practice where you know because most times when we're having conversations people are thinking about what's the next thing i'm gonna say or um my rebuttal to what you have to say or xyz whatever else is going on in the brain and so practicing mindful listening really just gives my full attention to you and everything that you're saying um and and giving you a allotted amount of time four four minutes five minutes three minutes how many ever minutes you you want to give and then at the end of that four or five how many ever minutes i i then repeat back what i heard you say mm-hmm. right and and in that way like we're giving somebody the space to share everything that they need um in that moment and 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 then like you know that I was listening to you because I'm not responding with what I believe like or how I felt or how I perceived what you said. I'm responding to like what I actually heard, and it's not it's not even a response actually. It's it's really just my regurgitation and reflection of what you said. And and then in that moment you're able to process like okay yeah this is how I that is what I said this is how I felt. You know what I'm saying? And so mindful listening, taking that practice and time to like sit down with our loved ones to, you know, really gauge and get a get an understanding of like where they are and what's going on, I think is a is a great practice. No doubt. Provide a space for people, yo. Yes, sir, man. Um and look, I was trying to practice that as soon as you as soon as you mentioned, I was like, okay. Yeah, let me listen to exactly what he's saying. Like, and that's the thing that's kind of hard for people to do, man. Because, like you said, like we always are ready to say what's next. Like, especially if like if it's like a kind of like an argument or a debate, you kind of already getting your points together in your head, and you're yeah. not even like listening to what the person is saying. And some people can kind of manipulate you to think that what you're saying, maybe not to say it's not true or whatever, but it kind of like just flip it to kind of to kind of flip it and make it seem like what you're saying is wrong in some way and mm-hmm. you kind of be like did i really say that like like, like no i like, know i'm not tripping yeah so by right. you saying um by somebody repeating it that helps the other person understand like, okay yeah they were listening and what i am saying is you know is correct in my mind you know what i mean so right. 
Yeah. And imagine what it would take, like, for somebody that just had, like, a heavy day or something. Like, yo, you get in that space for, to vent, for real, without somebody, like, somebody's response saying, well, girl, you need to, or, or bro, you need to, yeah. you know what I mean? Just quit that job. Like, it's really like, nah, like, okay, so I heard you say, like, that, you know, you know today at work was hard, and this is why it was hard, and you know what I mean? How did that make you feel? You know what I'm saying? Just just really, really handling people with care, man. Because people don't feel heard. They don't feel understood. They don't feel seen. Um, and, and those are some of the real key tenets of, like, being well and feeling well um, outside of so many other things. But, like, that's I feel like that's just the beginning um, and where we can start. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, man. You know, and sometimes life makes it, not that it's an excuse, but it makes it difficult to really be in that space. But I do understand that's something that we all have to do. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it ain't always about you. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes if you make it about the other person, then that will end up coming back to you eventually. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and I'm not even saying in terms of like, you know, mindful listening in a way that's like, I don't, I don't want to be. I don't need to be heard, right? So if I'm if I'm practicing with you, it really is like I'm I'm listening and then I'm giving, I'm reflecting back what I heard you say. And then I can go into like my perceptions of it and you listen and you do the same. So it's like really that filter between us going back and forth, you know what I mean, in frustration or really us going back and forth and you're not feeling heard or seen. Right. Um it's that that filter in between the, the conversation that allows us to really make sure that, you know, we are on the same page and there's no miscommunication happening. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, man. Like that's, that's awesome, bro. And I definitely agree with that, with how you said, you know, those are the things we can start. We can at least start with that. And, you know, when it comes to like how we are raised, you know, I guess we can assume that most black people come from some type of hood, right? That's just the mm-hmm. way things, that's just the way things was made. Like it, it was made like Thanks. that, right? So it's not, we can't really stop that, right? But I mean, we can try to do better for maybe our kids and put them in a better environment. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying we, what we came from was really, really bad. But um, right. just overall, like being a black man, it's looked at as, you know, it was kind of hard. I guess over time when we grew up, it was hard for us to maybe like express how we feel because it seemed like we always got to be hard all the time. You know what I'm saying? 100%. So 100%. you don't want nobody to think you're soft if you say something a certain way or if you express how you feel, man. But we got to be vulnerable and be open to, you know what I'm saying? If something's bothering you, you got to have somebody to talk to, bro. You know what that's, I mean? That, and that's literally where, what the space had to get out of, you know, because I was doing all these practices. I was going to therapy. I was going to yoga. I was practicing meditation and mindfulness. And, you know what I mean? I was singing in my music and uh, all of that stuff. But that was the stuff I didn't want people to hear. And so because of the idea that, you know, as a black man, like, you know, we're supposed to be harder providers and, you know, um, don't show no emotion and not be vulnerable and all that stuff like that. Like, that was the idea of, of what a what, what a black man was you know in my mind because on tv it's just like yo get all the women that you can and don't show no emotion my heart is cold mm-hmm. i'm like nah my heart not really cold bro right. like, it's not <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying and so getting out of that idea and getting into the the reality and and not being afraid to to say like yo my heart not cold dog it's not cold 
I get hurt too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I cry too. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the fact, bro. Um, yeah, man. Look, I got a couple more questions, man, and we can go ahead and wrap it up. But this has been a great conversation so far, bro. Man, like, yes, thank you. Yeah, even like I say that about all my guests, man. It's just like for me, it's not even about like getting getting views or getting listens. I just like to talk to people, and that's what helped me like to be able to you know, network in a way and tap into what everybody got going on and just listen to different viewpoints and, and everything, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, but Bobby saying all that, man, this is my, my, um, my next question. Um, I know we explained like, you know, how can we move towards freedom, but I guess overall summarize, like, why do you think it's so important for us to incorporate wellness into our lifestyle? You know what I mean? Not just like eating healthy, yeah. but like it's the overall aspect of that. Yeah, the overall aspect of wellness because it gives us the ability to, you know, when I think about wellness practices, I think about like yoga and meditation and um, eating clean, right? Something yeah. that I, I struggle with still to this day. You ain't the only but, one. So um, good. <laughs> I, right. <laughs> and so um, why is it important to incorporate it? Because of the clarity of mind that it brings um, I feel like when we practice wellness, right, we take care of our bodies, we take care of our minds. Um, it leads us in a direction of becoming what we want to become, right? I think, I think it's a spiritual, I think wellness is a spiritual thing. Like it's the alignment of the mind, body, soul. And, and from that, your emotions follow from that connections follow. Um, and so I feel like wellness is very important because it's an alignment of all of those things internal so that we can see the external aligned with what we believe inside of ourselves. Right. So when I'm eating clean, when I'm working out, when I'm, you know, what I mean, practicing meditation or whatever movement that, you know, allows me to tap into self and refine my bodily machine, mm -hmm. like my vessel. You know what I mean? To make it clear for, for God to be able to connect and communi communicate through me as an instrument. Like, that's why wellness is important because it, it clears the vessel and it, and it helps us connect to self and be able to realize, like, our purpose, move through all of the, all of the things that we need to move through. It's, it's, it's tough. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not easy. You know what I mean? You could, you could talk to me about, you know what I mean, trying to eat clean like it's a tough process bro but like to, through it like you get the convictions you get the um the understanding you get the insight you get the awareness of of what it really means to truly be connected to self and on the path of purpose and on the path of 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 um yeah purpose purpose and 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 being in alignment with self yo so that's what wellness practice does it's not about oh yeah i got the strong i'm the strongest guy on the block or um yeah i can do back bends and, and a full handstand like nah bro it's about connecting to yourself so that god can god can communicate what he needs to communicate through you or if you don't believe in god like you can be the highest version of yourself that you can be you know what i'm saying that's that's what wellness is to me no doubt man so basically like basically have like a clear mind if that if i'm correct or if you're correct right yeah, yeah. and you're right man you know because I, I am a, i'm a believer of god as well and that you definitely want to have a clear mind to help you 
think clearly and see clearly. And like you said, like for God to speak to you, how he want to speak to you. Cause if you got all this stuff cluttered in your mind and in your life, man, you're not going to, he's not going to hear him. You're not going to see him. You're not, you're not going to better do nothing. You know what I'm Learn saying? about anything else, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Literally. Yeah. That's the fact, bro. I definitely agree, man. Um, but yeah, so this is my last question. This is a question I always ask my guests, man. Um, you know, just answer the way you think you want to answer. There's no right or wrong answer. Um, okay. But based on, you know, your lifestyle and what you believe, how do you plan to capture the world with, with, with all of that? Mm-hmm. Mm. How do I plan to capture the world? I think I said it earlier. Um bringing all of the things that I do and I know and I love into one space, right? So mm-hmm. that's creating creating in a way that allows people to be inspired to grow. Um, creating in a way that will allow me to make space for people to show up and learn what it learn the practices that I do for myself. Um, and the people around me. Um, and so I plan to capture the world just through creating and creating space. No doubt. Creating and creating space. No doubt. No doubt. Yes, sir, man. Um, so, oh yeah, by the way, are you, um, I know you, you dropped the, you dropped the album last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. 11, 11. Okay. And I seen that you got a documentary. I didn't even peep that. So I need to check that out too. So yeah. yeah, to all my listeners, man, you know, make sure make sure y'all tap in the ID, man, identity. You know what I'm saying? And um, you know, you can we got the playlist. Oh yeah, by the way, bro, it was funny because I kind of made the playlist before y'all sent y'all songs, so I kind of was like mm-hmm. tapping into all y'all music, and I kind of already put songs in there, and I was just doing it to see like I wonder if they're gonna pick this song that I pick. You know what I'm saying? And the, and I think the water was one of the songs I already put up there. And Word. you sent the uh, song. That was one of the songs. I was like, okay, I kind of had an idea. He's going to kind of like say <laughs> that song. I like that song. That's a dope song. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, bro. Thank yeah. You. So um, it was just funny that you, you you picked that song too. So, but yeah, I, I'm definitely um, definitely am excited and you know definitely proud of what you're doing. Like especially like when it's when it's oh, people man. from my area. You know what I'm saying? That I grew up with, man. I just love seeing that. You know what I'm saying? That we're still doing something yeah. that we love. And yeah, man, overall, I'm just excited and proud. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, thank you. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Because um, in that same respect and regard, like, um, you know, proud of you and, and all the things that you've done. Like I said, Capture the World. And you have been doing, like, great work for years, bro. And so I'm happy that our paths are crossing at this moment for us to be able to, you know, me to be able to support you in, in doing this festival, bro. And it's going to be amazing. I already know. No doubt. No doubt, man. Yes, sir, man. This is your host, David Carmichael II. Tapping in with ID, you know what I'm saying? Y'all check him out. We got the playlist, so we tap the link in our bio on the, the CTW Fest page. And, um, you know, we got it on Spotify, Tidal, Apple Podcasts, even SoundCloud, you know what I'm saying? So ain't no reason for you to not tap into that. And, um, yeah, that's tapping into us on our next episode. And ID, appreciate you again. And, um, appreciate you. Yes, sir. Until next time, we'll catch y'all on the next episode, man. You have a good one. Yes, sir.